Hello everyone, this is Chase, and I just finished editing this entire podcast and wanted to let you know, before you go into it, that as in usual fashion of our old podcast, remember that time, we are just having the most shitty setup to record this over Skype, and all of Nate's audio is going to be very echoey and you're going to be able to hear it the whole time. So, uh, trust me, as I edited this for about two hours, you get used to it after a while. Uh, I hope you all enjoy, and other than that, I guess I'll see you later. Have a very happy Halloween. And that's how I ruined a christening with a ping pong paddle, a jizz sock, and an eight ball. That's What do you think? Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Uh, all right, well, the voices are familiar, but you may not be familiar with what this is. Uh, this is the Late Night Goon Tomb. My name is Nate Vines, and here with me I have Chase Spain. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, I know, it's been a while since we've heard your voice. What the fuck is up? Wow. I thought I, I was... I presumed myself dead, honestly. Yeah. I didn't you... know I was still alive. Kind of fucking went MIA for a while there, but that's okay. Uh, you're back. Uh, we're here in the Goon Tomb now. You might recognize us uh, from a different show called Remember That Time. Well, the thing is, Remember That Time was a great show, good to carry on, but you can only tell so many stories before it starts to get stale or you run out of things to talk about. So we figured we'd take a different direction and talk about something we both are very passionate about, which is spoopy shit. We love the spoopy shit. It is spooktober. It is Spooktober right now. If you are listening to this episode, that means it is Halloween night. Oh, man. We love Halloween. Uh, I forgot to mention that we also have in the studio a a very good friend of the podcast, Big Zach Suniga. Say something. What's that, dude? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Um, But... We have not forgotten about Remember That Time. It was such a good show. Let me uh, stop mumbling for a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we have not good forgotten about Remember That What? <laughs> so it's good to be back. You're going to have to cut the fuck out of this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm going to get the giggles out of the way. Jesus yeah. Christ, it's stroke time. <laughs> it's stroke time. I'm having a strong. But we haven't forgotten about Remember That Time. So to honor the segment and the show that has passed, we have decided to keep Remember That Time as a short segment where we both tell a single story, just to give you guys a couple laughs, and then launch into the rest of the episode. Um, and I think we're going to go ahead and jump into that now. So, Chase, uh, do you have a story you would like to share? I do. I do have All a right. story. A story that apparently isn't as funny to everyone else as it is to me, but... Uh, I've almost pissed myself twice trying to tell the story, so let me see if I can get it out without <laughs> completely uh, ruining my underwear and shorts. So, Which has happened on many an occasion. Oh, more than I, I've completely lost count of how many pairs of underwear <laughs> and shorts I've had to throw away. But, uh, forget about that. So, this story was uh, soon after I moved back to Lubbock, and... I was hanging out with my friends. Uh, one of my friends, Aaron, uh, uh-huh. happened to move all the way across town. He, he's moved 
Uh, just for example, I I live within the first five streets of the town. Right. He lives on the last uh, ten of the town. Oh so my we god! We are completely fucking separate across the world. <laughs> yes, and so I'd only driven to his house one time before this with his guidance, I guess you could say, right. him giving me directions. And so this time I'm trying to take him home. Driving, right? <laughs> yeah, very, very bad, and that's not a joke. But anyway, so I'm taking him home, and uh, as soon as I go to look for him for directions. I see he is completely, utterly fucking passed out. Oh, God. My, my man is snoozing in the passenger seat. And, <laughs> you know, uh, I didn't want to give up. I didn't want to lose hope and have to wake right. him up and ask for directions. So I was like, right. you know what? how fucking hard can I be? Go on Google Maps. Look up where his house He lives by a little pond. His whole neighborhood surrounded by ponds. So I'm like, I'm just going to look up. See if I can find that pond, find his house. <laughs> Can't be that hard, right? Turns out it's fucking impossible. <laughs> there was about four or five different ponds that looked exactly identical to his fucking neighborhood. Not and a lot I of I drove around out. three of them. I spent oh, an hour and a half driving around each fucking pond that's on the same street. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so to shorten the story up, I was I started losing hope. Uh, I thought I was going to have to wake him up, and I was like, I'm just going to try this last pond, and if, if this isn't it, then fuck it, I'm waking him up, I give up. And on the way to one of these ponds, I had multiple times hit like a pothole, and he had like fucking jumped out of the seat, <laughs> stayed asleep. But the, most, the, the craziest fucking thing was I was looking down at my phone on Google Maps, and I didn't see the light turn yellow. And so I had to fucking slam on the brakes, because there was a cop and two lanes next to me. Cop just fucking runs the red light. So I was like, oh, well, I guess it didn't really matter. But I slam on the brakes. Aaron's head comes about five inches from my fucking dash. It just goes all the way up, almost hits the fucking dash. And then just slams back into the fucking seat. And he stays asleep. This motherfucker stays asleep. Oh my god. I almost fucking lost it there. I almost woke up just by laughing too hard. But eventually I make it to this last pond. And I'm driving around. And I drive around three streets. And I'm like, fuck it, man. I'm lost. I don't know where the fuck I am. I'm gonna have to wake him up. Right. so... (laughs) Right before I wake him up, all I see out of the corner of my eye is him sit up. At a, we didn't hit a pothole, nothing. I was going about 15 miles per hour down the street. He just wakes up. He just fucking summons himself. He just wakes up, looks out the window, <laughs> doesn't say a single fucking word, except for he looks at me and he goes, oh, take a right. Now take a left. Now take a right. All right, we're here. <laughs> I was fucking three streets away from his fucking house. I had driven an hour and 45 minutes looking for his house. And I was three streets away when he woke up. That's fucking funny, dude. That's a good one. Um, I just can't get the the image of him almost hitting my fucking dashboard out of my head. I'm sure, dude. That's too fucking funny. Um, I'm debating whether or not I should go get the man himself for this story. 
but because uh, <laughs> uh, he he is here, he is available tonight. But I don't know if I should get him or not. Why not? Because uh, we are still he's he's on the clock, so I can't have him back oh, here. You okay. know, well, yeah, but whatever. Um, but he'll be happy to know the story was told. Um, so, a couple weekends ago, this this is the story of two men, some money, a little thing called hunger, and just the overwhelming fu- fucking frustration of trying to order a pizza. Ah, yes. So, um... <clears throat> I, I am sitting at work. Uh, my coworker Zed is at work with me, and I am starving. Uh, dear, right? I wish. Uh, um, I'm sitting at work. I'm starving, and I'm just out of money. I don't have any food up there. I've eaten everything I can eat. I don't have anything. And we just got paid the day or two before, so I was like, well, he's got to have some money. He's been talking about how we were going to go see a show tonight and everything, so he has money. So I was like, "Hey man, do me a favor. If you order us a pizza, I'll get a I'll get one for us next week." So he's like, "Okay, sure, man. What do you want on it? We talk about it a little bit, uh, decide what we want on the pizza." And he pulls out his phone, starts typing in the number. I'm like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Calling the pizza place." I was like, "Just order it online." He says, "No, I don't want to order it online. I don't trust people with my information." <laughs> <clears throat> so. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Just order it online, but he won't do it. So he's trying to order from Domino's because he thinks that Pizza Hut is disgusting, first of all. Yeah, he's brain dead. Um, uh, also, his other favorite pizza is Little Caesars. Oh, hey now. Yeah, so just give you a good mental image of what's to come. So he calls up the first Domino's. And he's like, "Hey, could I uh, could I get a pizza?" And they, you know, they're like, "Okay, what do you want on it?" And he tells them, and he's like, "What is the delivery address?" So he gives them the address for the shop. They're like, "Oh, we don't deliver there." So he's pretty. He's like, "All right, whatever. I'll call another one." Calls another location, a little closer. They also say they don't deliver. Frustration starting to mount a little bit. He calls a third location, and they don't deliver. At this point, about 30 minutes have passed. And I'm sitting here like, dude, what the fuck? He's like, no, nobody around here delivers. No Domino's. Or he's like, nobody around here delivers. So it's like, who are you trying to order from? He's like, Domino's. I was like, well, fucking yeah, dude. You got to order online if you want Domino's to deliver. It'll tell you where the nearest place that delivers is. So he finally gives up, decides he's going to order online. He's sitting there. He puts in the order and everything. He gets it all set up. And uh, he's just sitting there like, oh, what the fuck? And I'm like, what's the matter? He goes, the, the fucking like, order just entirely cleared. I got to put the whole fucking thing back in. I was like, oh, God. if you're having this much trouble ordering a fucking pizza online, maybe you should be worried about people getting your information. <laughs> It's like, what are you sitting there just fucking doing like, huh, special ingredients? I guess that's where I put my mother's maiden name. Um, (laughs) Sauce? Yeah, that's got to be my social security number. 
<laughs> so at this point more and more of our coworkers are slowly coming into the shop and they just see him over there like looking pissed off at his phone or whatever and customers come in that he has to help so he gets up and hands me the phone i put in like the last remaining information and the pizza doesn't get ordered and so I was like, dude, wow. it didn't fucking work, and your phone locked. And he's just like, what the fuck? And he's super pissed off. So then he <laughs> tries to call another place. And by this point, we have a whole bunch of people that, that work up at the shop just out, out up there chilling. And <laughs> he's sitting here talking on the phone just like, uh, yeah, I just want to order a pizza. What do you mean you don't deliver over here? Oh, you do deliver over here? I mean, just like, it's been an hour at this point. This man has spent an hour trying to order a fucking pizza. And it's just going very poorly. And finally, by some just divine intervention, the pizza gets ordered. He's like, it's a 45-minute wait. So now we have to wait almost two hours for this fucking pizza. And I wanted oh, all this time ago. <laughs> I was just like, dude, you should have just let me order Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut doesn't do this to you. Pizza Hut does not hurt you in this way. <laughs> and just to wrap up the story nicely with a little bow, uh, he was up there helping a customer getting some orders written down, and the drive-thru goes off. And I'm just sitting there at the bar just like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, waiting for this pizza to get delivered. And he opens he opens the drive-thru. All he hears, <gasps> pizza! What the fuck? A fucking delivery driver came through the drive-thru and just handed him pizza. What a lazy piece of shit that guy was. <laughs> yeah, I know. He was so fucking happy to get I'm this I'm sure he pizza. had the same reaction to seeing the drive-thru. He's like, oh, drive-thru! And just like... <laughs> went through the drive-thru <laughs> yeah that's totally that's totally it but yeah so that's that's the story of how zed spent technically an hour and 45 minutes just trying to get a fucking pizza and it was wow. like the biggest human struggle i've ever seen in my entire life the moral of the story is order pizza hut motherfuckers yeah no you can't go wrong with fucking pizza hut so like i said before if you were listening to this episode on the day it comes out you were listening to it on halloween night it is october 31st and uh a lot of people love halloween some people don't like halloween some people don't celebrate halloween but we figured a good thing to do for this episode would be to get in and talk about halloween so uh yeah, you, you want to find out some fun stuff about Halloween? Are you ready? <laughs> oh, my body is prepared for this. Your, your body's ready for the for the Halloween oh, yes. education? Yes. All right, so Halloween, or Halloween, a contraction of Hallow's Evening, also known wow. as a... All Halloween, All Hallows' Eve, or All Saints' Eve is a celebration observed in a number of countries on October 31st, the eve of the Western Christian Feast of All Hallows' Day. Nobody here fucking celebrates that anymore. It's just Halloween. Cool. We're having Halloween. What's the next give day? No gift fuck. Yeah, just give me the candy. Let me dress up like a goddamn spooky ghost, and we're all good. <laughs> so... 
uh, it begins the three-day observance of All Hallowtide, which I've never heard of before this. The time of the liturgical year dedicated to remembering the dead, including saints, martyrs, and the all, all the faithful departed. Thanks, Brain. Stroking out early. I'm glad. If, uh, if any of you dress up in Fortnite skins for Halloween, uh, don't expect to get candy. Uh, in fact, expect to get poisoned, actually. Actually, it's, you deserve that. Expect some bird shot at that point. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. you want to play Fortnite? We'll fucking play Fortnite. I've got a <laughs> wide range of weapons ready just to fucking <laughs> end your fucking life. Because I can hit them with the eggs as soon as they open the door. That's well, <laughs> a nice Fortnite costume you got there. Give me one second. <laughs> I'll connect. Let the me kids get the real candy for you. A fucking barrel in their face, just like get off my property. <laughs> <laughs> get hippity hoppity get off my frog I'll be dressed as a fucking frog <laughs> <laughs> alright alright let's hear uh, some more about Halloween alright it is widely believed that many Halloween traditions originated from the ancient Celtic harvest festivals particularly the Gaelic festival Samhain or Samhain as it is pronounced. It's spelled Samhain, pronounced Samhain. I don't get it. I don't speak Gaelic. I do want to speak Gaelic, but fuck it. That such festivals may have had pagan roots, and that Samhain itself was Christianized as Halloween by the early church. Some believe, however, that Halloween began solely as a Christian holiday separate from ancient festivals like Samhain. Um... Halloween activities include trick-or-treating, or the related guising, which is a horrible fucking way to put that, attending Halloween costume parties, carving pumpkins into jack-o'-lanterns, lighting bonfires, apple-bobbing, divination games, playing pranks, visiting haunted attractions, telling scary stories, and watching horror films. Jesus fucking Christ. It's Halloween. Wow. You know what it's about. Why do you gotta explain it this way? In many parts of the world, the Christian religious observances of All Hallows' Eve, including attending church services and lighting candles on the graves of the dead, remain popular, although elsewhere it is a more commercial and secular celebration. Some Christians historically abstained from meat on All Hallows' Eve, a tradition reflecting in the eating of certain vegetarian foods on this vigil day, including apples, potatoes, pancakes, and salt cakes. So there's your information on, like, just what Halloween is and all that stuff. Now... Halloween over time has changed. Um, back in the day, Halloween used to be more like uh, it, it was just a festival. You know, the reason people dressed up was to ward off evil, evil spirits. People believe that all the evil spirits in the world were allowed to walk the earth on Halloween. And so the way that you avoided being bothered by these evil spirits was to decorate your house with, you know, uh, signs and vigils and things to keep the evil spirits away from your home and your children and would also dress up to ward off evil spirits. Uh, the tradition of giving candy actually came around, um, more from, uh, I guess they would do the festivals and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, the kids dressing up as evil spirits, that kind of changed from warding off evil spirits to uh, uh, the kids were portraying evil spirits and they would go to people's houses. So some fucking little shit would show up dressed in his horrifying Mickey Mouse costume. If you do not believe me, look up those pictures of the 1920s Mickey Mouse costumes. They're fucking scary. And they would go up to people's... 
Yeah, no, it's fucking horrifying. Uh, they would go to people's houses pretending to be these evil spirits, and they would say trick or treat, which is where the uh, tradition comes from, saying trick or treat and all that stuff. Um, they would go up to these people's houses and they would demand candy or some kind of treat uh, to prevent the people from doing horrible things to them. Like, like to prevent uh, the kids from like egging their house or doing all this shit, you had to give them candy. That's, that's the way it worked. So basically it's from what blackmail by a bunch of little shitheads. That's that's where it comes from. That's exactly what that tradition is. It started off as well. We got to keep the devil from getting into my butthole. Uh, grab me by the ears and fuck me in the butt. <laughs> that's that's and decorate the house to keep the devil and all the other spirits and ghosts and ghouls and goblins and whatever from coming and wreaking havoc in their homes. And the kids basically were like, "Fuck that, man! You give me candy, or I'm gonna fucking TP this tree." Like. That's that's kind of how the tradition went, um, yeah. And uh, I mean, other other things about Halloween are not so, uh, you know, they're 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 uh, th- things have changed with Halloween. It's become more commercial. I I used to remember uh, it was it was early two thousands, late nineties, early two thousands. So uh, you know, you didn't come around to what ninety nine, uh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, probably a little before your time, but McDonald's, obviously one of the biggest fucking corporations on the face of the planet, uh, they would do like Halloween themed Happy Meals and events and stuff. They stopped doing that now. I don't know around what time they stopped doing it. I want to say probably around like 2003, 2004. But uh, they would have like either little like monster heads that you could build like your own monster and stuff, or they would give out just like candy and these little toys. And that's what you would get in your happy meal. They did like masks of the characters from back in the day, the old Ronald McDonald characters. And they even had fucking like Ronald McDonald movies that were animated. And one of the ones they had was called scared silly. Yeah. Uh, Hey, those were actually pretty dank. I, I grew up watching the fuck out of those, but you know, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's totally commercialized by that point. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a big deal. It's crazy how all that stuff came around. Yeah. Uh, what are, what are some of your memories of Halloween? Uh, I think the only real memory i could say other than just walking around and asking people for for candy is uh one one halloween i wore a jason Voorhees costume mm-hmm. that uh leaked blood from the mask do you remember those ones where you could pump yeah oh yeah and it would run through the mask uh there was one halloween where i was standing at a glass door and i was pumping the blood through the mask and a little kid came running out almost shit themselves they might have even shit themselves <laughs> they just started screaming bloody murder and oh. ran to the back of the house because i was standing at the screen door oh that was that, that was a good absolutely one insane uh yeah the scream one as well yeah the scream one the jason please yeah ah good times good times yeah they're um oh one of my earliest memories of halloween 
was uh, uh, back because so I'm about to read about this murder, uh, some different murders that happened around Halloween uh, or on Halloween and uh, give you some information. But one of these murders that I'm actually about to read uh, about it caused such a, I guess, problem. Uh, of course, you hear every year about check your kid's candy for razor blades or poison or blah, blah, blah. You know, you always hear about that shit. And I'm never lucky enough to get one, though. <laughs> Where were they at? Where's these fucking razors at, man? I'm trying, I'm, trying to cut I'm trying to cut off at least 10 years old. Anything past 10 <laughs> is just all downhill, man. <laughs> You couldn't. Have, you couldn't have just let me have those good ten years and then fucking just put it to. I put never it opened a sweetheart package and was like, "Oh, hey, there's some anthrax." You know what I'm saying? Like, I never got that. Enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, because of because of this one murder, those those myths and those legends have been out since. I mean, this this murder happened in 1974 and every year since everybody's been so fucking paranoid about this happening again. But the truth is it wasn't uh this murder wasn't done just to, for all the kids. Uh, I'll read about it in a second, but the the memory I have is uh my mom wouldn't let us go out for Halloween one year cuz she said that she'd seen on the news that uh, people were giving out candy with the fucking razor blades and the poison and all that shit. And, of course, at the time, I didn't understand it. So she just went and bought us a bag of candy and we just had that. Uh, and then every year after that, it was super safety, you know, walking around with uh, flashlights. And we couldn't go out past, like, 10 or whatever. And it, it was just a big deal. And this all started because of one murder in 1974. So... Uh, this murder that took place. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, before I start, right, right when I stopped saying 1974, Chase, cut that, and then cut into me saying what I'm about to say right now. Um, Zach, did you have any kind of Halloween uh, stories or memories you wanted to share? Uh, actually, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I made my dad shit himself. <laughs> okay <laughs> sounds like an interesting story um mm -hmm. and um my dad was like all right it's time to go home well my dad had the shits that night and me and my brother like raced home like he told us like all right go home and lock the door so me and my brother just ran to the house and i locked the fucking door and as soon as i heard a fucking knocking and i didn't open the door i heard my dad is sick open the fucking door i didn't take <laughs> shit <laughs> As soon as I opened the door, he stepped and fucking shitted. He like, he like, it was like the wettest fart. This fucking, he shitted. And boy, he was fucking mad. He was than hell. I got an ass whoop and I got grounded. I was like, what the fuck did I do? Boy, was he, he fucking the door. mad. He shitted, farted, and came, huh? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. farted. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy oh that's good okay thank you for sharing <laughs> so in 1974 in Deer Park Texas uh, a father named Ronald Clark O'Brien uh, laced his son's piss pixie 
pixie stick <laughs> with cyanide with the intent to kill him so he could collect on an insurance policy. Yeah, I gotta get that Yeah, money. the father had fallen deeply into debt, so he decided to claw his way out of his self-inflicted money hole by murdering his son. He purchased potassium cyanide, sprinkled it inside five pixie stick straws, crudely stapled them all shut, and handed them out to his son, daughter, and one of their friends. To avoid suspicion, his plot was to kill them all and blame a neighbor. Now, the thing that a lot of people get wrong if you actually research this case is that he was handing them out to all the kids in the neighborhood just trying to kill everybody, but that's not the truth. It's like it says right here, he was in debt and he decided to uh, try and use an insurance policy on his son's life to you know, get out of this debt. So he actually only gave it to his son, daughter, and his son's friend. And his son actually did eat the pixie stick and was hospitalized, but it didn't kill him. And the man was arrested. Yeah. What a tank. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how he survived cyanide poisoning, but that was pretty impressive. Um, and that's... <laughs> I bet he wouldn't tell me about that. You know, oh, yeah. Fuck you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Try to kill me, but I keep coming. We'll keep going for the candy. Keep going. Candy's, candy's, all, I, candy's all I need to survive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, there's a whole bunch of just Halloween uh, myths and legends that go around that uh, they actually did arise from real murders and stuff. Um, uh, it says here, after trick-or-treating O'Brien's 11-year-old son, Timothy, apparent, uh, apparently at his father's urging, swallowed the pixie stick powder and complained that it tasted bitter. Uh, he soon began vomiting uncontrollably. Oh, he actually did die. Uh, he was dead before reaching the oh. hospital. O'Brien was found guilty of murder not a tank. <laughs> and died via lethal injection. Yeah, so the, the candy didn't come, man. He's dead. Um, wow. wow, that's actually interesting, too. But that insurance policy money did real well while he was dying in his Oh, chair. yeah. <laughs> Just like, yeah, I'm sure he's really happy about at it. At least I died rich. Fucking <laughs> 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 um, So he is actually the basis of uh, the legend of the Candyman, which is pretty cool to think about. Candyman. Yeah. Um, God, there's a lot of interesting murders in this, which uh, murder is definitely something that is horrible, but we do love it on this show because it gives us stuff to talk about. And it's always interesting to educate people on, you know, just how careful you have to be out there with some things. Uh, man confronts kids who egged his car and gets shot while driving his girlfriend and her son home through the notoriously, notoriously dangerous South Bronx, which is in New York. On Halloween in 1998, 21-year-old computer programmer Carl Jackson had his car egged by a group of local ne'er-do-wells. <laughs> <laughs> Can't well, you I mean, just if your name is Carl teenagers? Jackson, I think you kind of had it coming. Can't you just say teenagers? This is 1998. No one's stepping out of the car and be like, I see you over there, you group of ne'er-do-wells. I just don't <laughs> jive with the way that you're egging my car. I'm like, fucking what? Say teenagers. Say uh, shitheads. They're local shitheads. <laughs> Jackson stepped out of the car to confront them and got back in the car after a brief argument. One of the youths got... <laughs> one of the youths... 
want to be wow, this man, I think this man is afraid of the word teenager. Like, he, he's genuinely whoever, afraid. Whoever wrote this teenager. article I'm reading about these is just like, what are you, fucking 65 writing an article about Halloween? <laughs> but there's some 21 year old who's just like, gotta appeal to the old people. Gotta say, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. gotta say, youths. Gotta say youths. One of the youths got all of them youths. <laughs> One of the youths got into a car to pursue Jackson. They caught up with him a few blocks later and shot him dead in the head. Had to make it rhyme. I see. <laughs> okay, first of all, I guess I guess that would make it a group of ne'er do wells if they're like, "Hey, man, I just egged your car." I get why you're mad, but you know what would really fucking piss you off? If I chased you down and shot you in the head, that would really just grind your gear. Oh boy, that that would throw him over the point. <laughs> now, what was uh, Carl Jackson's uh, profession here again? He's a computer programmer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just had to confirm that he definitely had that coming. <laughs> It's 1998. He probably stepped out there. He's like, uh, uh, my car. Who did this to my car? <laughs> All he wanted was just to enjoy his Halloween and play Doom. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. All right. Fucking youths these days, huh? Fucking youths, man. Lord. These street youths. I don't know what to do with them. A bunch of fucking ne'er-do-wells. <laughs> <laughs> Seven-year-old boy shot to death while trick-or-treating. That's fucked. Seven-year-old... Oh, yeah, that sounds like a good story. Seven-year-old Tony Bagley was wearing a skeleton costume and trick-or-treating with his sister, mother, and aunt early on Halloween night in 1994 on the north side of Las Vegas. Now, you know it's his sister, mother, and aunt because if you're in Las Vegas and you live in that area, your husband's not anywhere around. He's out watching the strippers. He's fucking banging hookers in hotel rooms in the casinos. Like, a fucking... There's no point. I mean, as far as we can tell, oh, yeah. from, from what you've said so far, <laughs> Tony Bagwell is with his sister, mother, and aunt. Oh, yeah. And his dad's probably off getting his fucking dick sucked. Even though he's seven, he's probably he is probably hoping he gets shot. And he's like, oh boy, I, I fucking... I hope it gets me. I hope the boogeyman comes after me tonight. Got all these fucking women I'm out here trick-or-treating with. I just want to die. If I have to hear fucking Aunt Sandra say how she misses her husband one more goddamn time, I'm going to fucking kill myself. So, I hope it comes. Oh, boy, it's such a good night out here on Halloween. Look at all the costumes. Look at all the fucking decorations. Oh, man, I remember a night like this. Uh, I had a good night like this with your Uncle Tom right before he ran off with that two-bit whore! <laughs> I, I, I couldn't... I didn't know you were doing a, a girl's voice there. I, tell. I thought it was the... the I, Aunt Sandra <laughs> the smoked for 30 years. The last oh, damn. <laughs> Apparently she's also from Jersey, but don't don't ask. <laughs> um, a man in a hooded sweatsuit leaped out of a car, or leaped out of nowhere, and fired at the family. Leaped out of nowhere before hopping in a getaway car, which peeled away with its lights off. Bullets. Wait, what was he wearing again? A, a hooded sweatsuit. It was Batman. It was Batman. It was Batman. A, he he leaped out of nowhere into a car with no lights. Batman. Batman. Only way to explain that. Batman's murder. It was Batman. Now apparently. 
Bullets hit Tony's sister in the liver, his aunt in the leg, and his mother in the chest, but they all survived. Tony did not. His biological father, who reportedly never commented to the police on Tony's death, was arrested a few years later for an unrelated street shooting. Tony's murder remains unsolved. <laughs> he never reported to He probably didn't know he had a son named Tony. He was like, oof. <laughs> who again? I don't know who the fuck that is. It's a knock on the door. Just, this is the police. He's like, give me a second, man. Kind of, kind of in the middle of something here. <laughs> Do you know? Well, let Sorry. me clean the cloak off my table, then I'll be right yeah. there. I'll get the cloak off my table and this whore in the closet. We'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> he, he turns to the prostitute he's with. He's like, "You got a son named Tony? <laughs> oh, it's on her. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. Tony's uh, rest in peace, though, Tony Bagley. God. We'll miss you, Tony. Man answers front door in Halloween is shot to death. Back in 1957, oh. Los Angeles resident Peter Fox. Murders happen in these areas for a reason, because they suck. And because all of these people have poorly been named. <laughs> you know, like, you're a target when you come up being fucking Tony Bagwell. Bagley. Oh, Bagley. Even worse, my bad. <laughs> well, it's, it's better than Peter Fabiano. Yeah, Peter Fabiano. Peter Fabiano was having marriage problems with his wife, Betty, that led her to briefly yeah, leave their house and shack up with a woman named Joan Rebel. I think their marriage problems are a little Whoa. easily solved there. Hold on a second now. <laughs> Yeah, she she this doesn't. She I, left, I gotta do the math. This isn't adding up to me. She left her house and shacked up with a woman named Joan Rabel or Rabble. Oh god! What do you do? Oh boy! What do you do? This whole fucking murder. This whole fucking murder. It's just like, uh, what's <laughs> fucking cops standing around in the fucking <laughs> crime scene? Is just like. Hmm. Wonder how this happened. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, one understand he was having marriage problems with his wife. Uh, wife got a name. Yeah, it's Betty. Betty Fabiano. Ah, and where's she? Uh, she appears to be shacked up with a woman named Joan Rebel. God damn it! She's like, hmm. Huh. Marriage problems. Shacked up with a woman named Joan Rebel. Yeah, well, it's unsolvable. Never to understand why this man died. <laughs> Never understand the reason for their marriage problems. I don't get it. After Peter and Bebby... Bebby. Brain, please. Hey, After Peter and Betty reconciled and she moved back in with him, Rabble became consumed with jealousy. She conspired with another woman, Goldine Pizer, to murder Fabiano on Halloween. Jesus fuck, Betty. Oh no, that's Joan. It's Joan's fault. So, what was the motivation for this murder, I wonder? I'll give you a hint. God, I feel like I'm... It starts with I'm an down L. Depressing well. Oh. It's lesbians. <laughs> lesbians oh. is the reason for this murder. 
She conspired. With I thought woman. you were going to say lemons. <laughs> she conspired with another woman, Goldine Pizer, to murder Fabiano on Halloween, reasoning that it was the best night of the year to wear a mask without endangering suspicion. I'm sorry, engendering suspicion. That's an important word. Oh, oh yeah. Of course. <laughs> Rebel put together a costume for Pizer consisting of red gloves, face paint, and a mask. The pair so why do you need the face paint if you're wearing a fucking mask? Yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. The pair sat for two hours outside the Fabiano residence on Halloween night, waiting for the house's bedroom lights to be turned off. When the lights went out, Pizer walked up to the house and rang the doorbell. Fabiano answered, prob probably anticipating a late-night trick-or-treater. Pizer shot him dead in the chest with a thirty-eight caliber gun. Oof. Wow. Yeah, oof is right. Oof, that sucks. Yeah, a lot, a lot of murders actually happened on Halloween. Um, and there's urban legends, too, that are also based on uh, truth. I don't know the actual story of this one, but I know it was a proven, like, it was a true case that it's a big urban legend now. That uh, you always hear the urban legend of, like, the kids going trick-or-treating and they spot a decoration that looks a little too realistic of like a man hanging in a tree or something or like a skeleton hanging in a tree and uh, they'll call the cops and the cop shows up and it's a real dead body. That was actually based on a true case that I do not remember all the details of, but that, that was the actual fact is that uh, they called the cops, they showed up and there was an actual dead body in the trees. Hey. Yeah. Guy just really likes decoration. Decoration. Yeah. Um, oh, I do. I do remember some details of the case. It wasn't actually that. Uh, uh, it they, they weren't just decorations hanging. Um, a man had gotten fed up with his family. I think it was his mother and his wife that were both living with him. He gotten fed up with them, and he murdered them and chopped them up, and. Uh, he didn't know what to do with the bodies, so he displayed them as Halloween decorations, and someone found out after smelling them and realizing they were decomposing that they were actual bodies. But, I mean, can you blame them? You're living with your mother and your wife? Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you can't blame them there. You can't blame them. It was either himself or them. <laughs> so. I'm seeing if I can find the information on that. Um, seeing if it's on here. Oh, I'm glad to know this article was written by Jim Goad. Mm. Yeah. Sounds like he's the next victim. <laughs> Teen allegedly rapes elderly nun and stabs her to death. From all available evidence, Johnny Lee Garrett endured a brutal childhood of physical torture and sexual abuse that rendered him uh, psychotic and brain damaged. After examining him, one psychologist said that Garrett's life story was one of the most violent, uh, virulent histories of abuse and neglect I have encountered in 28 years of pra uh, practice. In 1981, oh jeez, why does this always have to happen fucking around here? It's closer to you, which sucks. In 1981, when Garrett was 17, a 76-year-old nun in Amarillo, Texas, was raped and stabbed to death in the early morning hours of Fuck Halloween. Amarillo. Fucking Amarillo, man. They got big stakes and murder. That's, that's all they're known for is the big Texan and murder. The big Texan steak. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. 72-ounce steak. You can either get your 72-ounce steak or you can get a fucking knife in the chest. That's all it is. Yep. 
Welcome to Amarillo. Welcome to Amarillo. It's death or stakes, which is also technically just death. Yeah. Either way, you're going to die. Get a steak on the plate and a steak in your hot. (laughs) (laughs) Garrett's fingerprints were found on her headboard. In a statement that he refused to sign, police... (laughs) Why did he refuse to sign it? (laughs) And uh, it's just fake news. Now listen here, Garrett. Your fingerprints were found on the fucking headboard. It's obvious that you murdered her. You are covered in blood from head to fucking toe. Just sign the statement that you murdered this fucking nun. Please. He's an Amarillo. He's like, well, uh, but I didn't. (laughs) But you did. You murdered her. Sign the statement. Listen, I, I... I, I didn't do it, because I tell you what, I was down at the Big Texan getting a steak. That's what I was doing. That's why I'm covered in blood, and I, I just I bathed it in it. The, it the evidence is, we found the murder weapon on you. It's right here. It's it's, it's a steak knife. Yeah, it's because I was eating steak. That's why. This is fucking... This is her blood! This is her blood! This, this is this... This is this poor woman's blood. Come on, man. Uh, you murdered her. I'm not going to sign it. Sign it. I'm not going to sign it. In a statement that he refused to sign, police quote him as confessing to the murder. There was a nun in bed, and she acted as if she was going to scream. I covered her mouth so she couldn't make any noise. I started choking her until she passed out. I had sex with her. I left the convent the way I came in. You know, it says here that uh, she was strangled, but I think it was a steak knife. That's just me, though. Yeah, yeah I'm going to guess it was <laughs> It's probably a steak knife. He, he fucking went to the Big Tex and he was like, that was a good meal. Makes me really feel like murdering right now. I'm going to keep the knife. You, you ever have that where you just, you just eat too much steak and you go into a blood frenzy? Uh, oh, yeah. Happens almost every Wednesday. Yeah, it's the way it goes. Garrett later denied murdering her and instead claimed to have been, uh, burglarized the convent a few days before Halloween. Still, he was convicted of murder and sentenced to death. Although it seemed like an open and shut case, details emerged that cast doubt on Garrett's culpability. Such details included a prosecutor who wound up killing himself, a forensic investigator who was convicted of falsifying evidence in multiple cases, and a convicted murderer who told police that he was the one who'd raped and killed the nun. The doubt was so formidable that not even or that even the Pope petitioned the Texas governor not to execute Garrett for the nun's murder. But the governor said, fuck it, and Garrett was executed in 1992. <laughs> Is that what that says? No, it seems like what really happened. The governor literally was just like, eh, fuck it. Get rid of him. <laughs> you know, in 1992, who the governor would have been? Who's that? George Bush, dude. Yep, that's exactly what happened. I would be willing to sign my life on the fact that that's exactly what happened. George Bush was like, when was the last time that boy had a steak? You know, fuck it. Kill him. What's that? Too long. You say he ate the steak right before he went and murdered this woman? Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kill him. Yeah, he's he's going to die. <laughs> so, Alright, we're approaching the 50 minute mark, so we better... That's crazy to think about on. the fact that all this shit happened in this case 
to to say that he wasn't the murderer and or or just like weird things happening like the prosecutor killing himself the forensic investigator was falsified and a murderer even came forward and was like i fucked that nun and killed her that was me i'm a murderer it's what i do that's my trade by nature and they <laughs> fucking george bush was still like nah just kill him <laughs> just fucking fry him. <laughs> kill him. Just, just fucking fry him. All right. Well, how, yeah. how are we looking on time? It's the George Bush play. Uh, we are approaching fifty minutes. All right. Um, why don't we go ahead and talk about the movie that you watched this week? I was supposed to watch it. That didn't fucking happen. Uh, just time got away from me. So Chase has watched this movie. He's going to tell us about it. It is Halloween theme. It is available on Netflix. What is this movie called, Chase? It is called. Halloween. That is fantastic. Yes. How was the- and it uh overall it was it was generally pretty good. It's a uh, pretty fucking silly for a for a Halloween themed movie. Uh it's about two brothers. Uh one of the brothers being the son of a murderer. I guess the other one was adopted. I can really remember why the other one wasn't a part of that family, but uh, so yes, his dad was a murderer, hmm. and he moved away from his small town where everyone knew that his dad was a murderer to a different town, right? One that held the murderer of yeah, a long time ago. It was one of those where it was a long time ago. This guy was murdering everybody. And then he comes back. Just fucking killing every... Oh, so he, like, came back from the dead or something to murder everybody again? Not exactly. It just... Some fat fuck in a suit was like, Hey, he <laughs> killed all those people. Time for me to go kill him. Oh, so That's a good idea. I'm gonna get up in his suit. Exactly. No. And they all put on this fucking stupid baby suit to do it. That's That's what I thought I saw on the cover of that movie on the Netflix, like poster was a baby suit but uh now from what i understand if i remember this correctly is danny trejo in that movie he is danny trejo is in that movie not for very long but he is in the movie does does he die oh yeah he gets (laughs) the fucking murder that's fucking great danny trejo the machete did not do much against the this fat fuck that is just has a knife and a fucking baby costume. Was he too stoned? He just got demolished. Was he way too hot? He was. I actually, yeah, <laughs> he was pretty fucking fucked up at the moment. So that's probably why. Yeah. So so hand eye coordination just out the window. So it was pre- it was pretty good overall though. Good movie. Yes. Uh, especially just like it's 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 a type of movie where after you watch the whole movie, you're like. And that wasn't so bad, actually. That was pretty good. Uh, so as you're watching, there's moments where you're like, what the fuck? There's a lot of moments where you're just like, why the fuck am I watching this? <laughs> <laughs> why Why did I want to torture myself? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, because I have to fucking talk about it on a podcast. That's right. <laughs> and then I just shut up and watch the rest of the movie. <laughs> so, uh, rating, how would you rate the movie overall? Out of 10. Oof. Uh, I'm going to give it a solid... Six out of ten. All right, we will call that six fucking, uh, I don't know, six chalices of blood out of ten. Uh, go yeah. Watch Halloween. It's 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 okay. It, you know, it's not awful, but it'll make you uh, want to, you know, 
wash your eyes out a little bit. Just uh, just a tad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's that's that movie. I guess I'll be watching that. Also, probably uh, sorry, tonight. Some, oh, go ahead. There was one more thing I wanted to note about the movie. Uh, so, one of the uh, brothers, one of the starring brothers, was. Uh, one of the guys that was involved with Andy Milanakis way back oh, in the day. Oh, no. Or how you, however you say his last name. So at one point when he and his friends, which involved, uh, this is crazy actually. So it was one of these old school rappers that was involved with Andy Milanakis. Mm-hmm. Andy Milanakis himself. Oh, God. And uh, Jay from Jay and Silent Bob, oh. all three of them oh, are selling drugs. And it is just this weird fucking sight. I never thought I'd see of all three of them together. And uh, so, yeah, that that was pretty cool, actually. That's, I did enjoy that moment. That's worth the watch alone. That's worth the watch alone. Yes, right. There. I'll definitely have to watch that one tonight. Uh, sounds, like, sounds like a pretty decent movie. All right. Indeed. So, uh, uh, so some other things I guess we could talk about is like Halloween around the world. Mainly uh, the, the main place that most people know has a similar thing to Halloween, which I believe is actually the day after Halloween. It's November 1st. It's Mexico's Day of the Dead. And Day of the Dead's a little different than uh, Halloween in general. Day of the Dead is more uh, a celebration of the family members who have passed on and remembering them and honoring them. Uh, they do a lot more. They go all out. They get the sugar skulls. They uh, have fiestas all day long, all the food you can eat. Uh, and then by the time that the sun sets, they'll all go into the graveyard, find the grave sites of the people who have passed on, and they will actually light candles and bring them offerings. And just, uh, you know, they know they believe that their spirits are allowed to get out of the grave and walk around the earth at those times. So they spend time in the graveyards with what they believe are the spirits of their family members and just spend all day partying with them pretty much. Day of the Dead's very, very interesting in that culture. Yes. Yeah, yeah very, very much so. So it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, the spookiest creepy pasta that'll ever be read to you. Are you sure this is okay to play over the airwaves? You know what? I th- I think it'll be all right. Just uh, uh, you're gonna have to take some some sleeping pills. You know. Do something because you're not gonna be able to sleep after yeah, this. So right? You're gonna have to knock yourself out. Wrap yourself up in your tightest covers. Just get nice and comfy in bed. Clinch your asshole. Grab the nearest teddy bear or whatever you got. Grab the person you're next to in bed. If you're on the subway or something, grab the nearest person to you and just hold them tight and clinch your assholes and get ready. Uh, just find someone near you. You're gonna want a partner. For this story. This was posted on 4chan by Anonymous on March 28th, 2008. It was a Friday and it was a little past midnight, 14 minutes past midnight. Spooky. Just just give you the, the nice little set. This perfect time to listen to this, this creepypasta right here. So you're with your honey, and you're making out when the phone riggins. You answer it, and the VO say is, what are you doing with my daughter? 
You tell your girl and she say, my dad is dead. Then who was phone? Who was phone? Who was I, I gotta know. Who was phone? Who the fuck was phone? Well, I'm not sleeping tonight. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not gonna be able to sleep. Uh... Well, why don't you why don't you give us something of a palate cleanser with a better creepy pasta after that? Yes. All right. This one might not be near as good as that one, but I'll try. It's called The Last Trick or Treaters by J.A. Marshall. Okay, here we go. Harold is getting to an age where he just can't deal with trick or treaters anymore. I mean, they don't even try. Year after year. It just gets worse, with only the smallest children putting in any effort. Despite this, Harold dutifully... I feel like I messed that word up. Dutifully. <laughs> Stop. Dutifully. Dutifully. <laughs> dutifully. I don't, I don't fucking know. Okay. Harold didn't bitch out, and he was like, hey, I gotta fucking, I gotta give candies to the kids, alright? That's what he said. <laughs> so, later in the night, two children approach his house wearing... No costumes, mask, or even makeup. Disgusted, and for some reason afraid, he tells them to wear some costumes. Slams the door, and turns out the light. Hey, wear some costumes, you fucking kids! Nobody wants to see your fucking face walking around this neighborhood. Why aren't you even dressed up? You think I'm gonna give you some fucking candy for that little effort? You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. So the next year, Harold shuts himself in his study. He lives... God fucking damn it. <laughs> I was trying so hard not to laugh at that. But it got me halfway through the sentence. Sorry. Right. Let me start over. That next year, Harold shuts himself in his study and leaves his wife to hand out the treats. She thinks the kids are cute. And through the study door, Harold hears the same routine play out through most of the night. Then, the doorbell rings. Trick or treat. Laughter. Doorbell. Trick or treat. Laughter. Doorbell. His wife's face. God fucking damn it, man. Harold's having a midlife crisis. This sounds fucking horrifying. <sighs> yeah. The yeah. worst part. Yeah, is. The, 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 the scariest part of this story is old age setting in and how much you can't deal with the kids. <laughs> He's just sitting here talking to his wife like, Nah, I don't want to fucking do Halloween this year. You gotta do fucking Halloween. You think the kids are cute? You think they're so cool? Why don't you fucking add it out the candy? I'm, just, I'm gonna sit in here and just fucking listen to my old fucking records and watch the game. Sounds about right. And his wife's voice, Oh, what adorable costumes. Get in here so I can see you in the light. Silence. A door clicking shut and a thud. <laughs> Suddenly, a vision of the kids from last Halloween. The kids he'd slammed the door on floods his mind, and the blood drains from his face. Harold has made a horrible mistake. They killed his fucking wife. They beat her to death. What, is that literally? I'm just kidding. They didn't do it. That's it. <laughs> That's a fucking... <laughs> you never know. <laughs> oh, no. I should have given those kids oh, some no. candy. <laughs> That's fucking kids. They're going to rape my wife. <laughs> She's uh, <laughs> he just, like, comes outside. Honey, what the fuck was that thought? Aw, oh, now look at the mess you made. Oh, now look at the mess you made. 
fucking candy all over the floor. There's kids in my house. I want get out of my house, you fucking kids. I don't care what you did to my wife. Just get the fuck out. <laughs> did you have one you wanted to read? Um, not, not particular. There's one I can tell from memory. That's uh, it's pretty decent. Uh, it's it's generally spoopy. So it's an old classic. A lot of people know it by now, but it's still a really good scary story. So a man goes to a hotel to check in. He needs to stay there for just a couple nights. Goes up to the front desk and he says, Do you have any rooms available? The clerk checks him in, hands him some keys. And as he's turning to leave, she stops him and says, Whatever you do, don't go to the room down the hall. He's confused, but just shrugs it off and goes upstairs to his room, sets his bag down, and starts to lay in bed. He's trying to fall asleep, but he can't. He starts hearing noises coming from somewhere outside. Kind of just like singing. He slowly walks outside. And the singing is growing louder. As he looks around, he realizes the singing is coming from down the hall. He walks up to the door, and the singing is very loud now. He's a little irritated. He's trying to sleep. He leans down and looks through the keyhole. It was a very old hotel. still had keys for all the actual doors. He peeks through the keyhole. And sitting in the corner, he can see the back of a beautiful woman with long blonde hair. He he stares at her for a minute, and then she starts to turn, and he panics. He stands up and runs back to his room. He lays down and tries to get some sleep. The singing has stopped. As he's laying there trying to fall asleep, he just can't stop thinking about that woman. He knows that if she had just turned around, he would have seen her beautiful face. He needs to see her beautiful face. So he gets up, creeps back down the hall, leans down, and looks in the keyhole. But he's confused. Suddenly, as he looks through the keyhole, all he can see is red. He, he stares and stares, but it's just red. Finally, he gives up thinking that the woman had gotten embarrassed at, or known someone was looking at her and covered the hole with something. So he goes back to bed, falls asleep, and uh, gets up the next morning, goes about his business, comes back, and he's like, you know what? I think I'm going to go try and talk to that woman. He goes and knocks on the door, opens it, walks inside, finds nobody in the room, no occupants, nothing whatsoever. He thinks maybe, maybe she got uncomfortable and left. Maybe she didn't want to be here anymore. I'm such an idiot. Night falls, and he decides to go back to bed. As he's lying there, he can't sleep again, when all of a sudden, 
he hears a noise. It's the singing again. Excited, but kind of scared, he gets up out of bed and opens his door, and sure enough, the singing's coming from the same room. He walks down the hall, bends down and looks into the keyhole, but all he can see is red. He's getting frustrated at this point. Who would be singing with such a beautiful voice? Why would this woman not want to, you know, talk to him? Or why would she cover herself? Harold's kind of creepy. <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> Please cut that out. <laughs> anyway. Um, he knocks on the door, but no answer. The singing continues. Keeps looking at the keyhole, all he sees is red. Eventually, he just gets fed up and goes to sleep. As he gets up, the next morning, it's time to check out. He walks down the hall, goes to the front desk, and it turns in his key. As the clerk is checking him out, he says, hey, I have a quick question. He says, what is it? And he says, why did you tell me not to go to that room down the hall? Uh, I, I had a noisy neighbor up there. Someone was singing very loudly. I tried to check and see what was going on, but I guess they got nervous because I saw them and covered covered it up. Covered up the keyhole. Fuck. I guess they got nervous that I might have seen them and covered up the keyhole. All the color drains from the clerk's face. She looks him dead in the eyes. And says, that room has not been checked out for years. A man murdered his wife in that room. He turns kind of a pale color, feels sick to his stomach. And he says, wow, that's crazy because I could swear I, I heard singing come from there. He says, yeah, people hear singing all the time, but there's nobody in that room. It's really, really weirded out and decides it's time to leave. Then all of a sudden the clerk stops and says, Yeah, it's kind of weird actually. He says, What? He says, Well, the, the, the woman that the man killed, uh, she was an albino, which means her skin's all white and her eyes are red. It took you a minute. I mean, I understood it, but I just thought there was more to this. Nope, story. that's totally it. Very spooky. If if you don't get it because I'm a shitty storyteller, no, I'm actually a decent storyteller. That was all trying to pull from the depths of my memory. Um, when he looked in the keyhole, he saw something red. It was her eyes. She was staring back at him through the keyhole with her red fucking nightmare monster albino eyes. <laughs> If you're an albino, I'm very, very sorry for the insensitive content that we have just put out. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have. All right, I got, I got one more short one. Okay, go ahead. That should, uh, okay, go ahead. should scare you a little bit. Oh yeah. Take you back to when you were just a, a wee little lad. Uh, I do like being a wee little lad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one's called "Every Child's Fear." You remember the feeling, don't you? The feeling that you're being watched. That if you make the slightest movement, you're dead. Everybody had that fear as a child. You wake up in the night, can't get back to sleep, shuffling back and forth, 
from one uncomfortable position to the next, hoping to find a way to sudden slumber. You give up. There's no way you're going back to sleep anytime soon. So you simply, simply turn to your side and stare out the window. The road, the lights, the trees. All seem so strange under the cover of night. You try to keep your mind quiet of any distractions, remembering that you still need to sleep, and that's when the feeling hits you. The feeling swarms over you like an ice-cold blanket that has just been spread across your back. You remember that it is night, and that night is when fear likes to hunt. You feel almost as if you were being watched from behind you. You can't see it, but its eyes are trained on you. You want to move, but you can't. If you do something bad, no, something horrible is going to happen to you. The only thing you can do is remain quiet and still. Then it won't notice you. As you lie in your bed, frozen in fear, you begin to think about your bed sheets. If only you could quickly grab your bed sheets and throw them over yourself to hide your body from whatever evil monstrosity stands behind you. It could be done. Perhaps if you're fast and precise, you could succeed. You decide to think no longer. You flip yourself up and grab your bed sheets with both hands. Without looking around the room, you swipe back down, covering yourself with a thick blanket. Safety. It is then that your mind comes back to you, and you remind yourself that there is nothing there. Darkness clouds the mind and causes it to hallucinate. With the only limitations being your imagination, you slowly poke your head out of the sheets and scan your eyes around the room. Nothing. You place your head back on the pillow and slowly drift off to sleep. This is every child's fear, and parents always tell their children to go back to sleep, and that is good for them to work through their fears. They are wrong, because what they don't know is that when the children hide under their bed sheets, the real fear is not what is standing over them, but what is staring at them from under the covers. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, that's a scary one. Spooky. All right. Is that everything? Is that everything? I think that's about everything. All righty. Well, that does it for the first episode of The Late Night Goon Tomb. Uh, we would like to thank everybody, Zach, uh, 24-hour drive through smoke and vapor, the place that I work for, allowing me to be back here in the interrogation room to record this episode. Uh, Chase for coming back and finally making the big return. And uh, all of you for dealing with our transition into the show and uh, for being so willing to let things change over from Remember That Time. And, you know, first episode, we're going to figure out the formula. It takes a little while to get set, but uh, I think we're doing all right. I think that was an okay first episode. And uh, please, 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 please like this episode. Uh, Subscribe to us on SoundCloud. We are also fully available on Spotify, on iTunes, and on Google Play. We should be available on every single one of those platforms. So if you can't get to us on Spotify, you can find us on one of these. Um, follow our Twitter at the Late Night Goom Tomb. Uh, that's the Late L, the number eight Night Goom Tomb. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and uh, thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, Chase, you have anything else to say? I do. One last thing to say. Have a very uh, spoopy Halloween. Have a very spoopy Halloween. Be safe out there. There's all kinds of fucking maniacs out there on Halloween night, so be on the lookout for that. 
And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs>